Hello, everybody. It's spooky season, and we are talking all about entrepreneurial horror stories. So we're going to share with you lots of stories that we have of things that just have been kind of creepy, kind of spooky, and just really hurt about being a business owner. We're sure you're going to relate to this episode. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Logan Clements, and I'm joined by fellow co-host Mary Davidson. And before we jump into our very spooky topic for this week's episode, we do want to remind you that we are still selling tickets for the Better Events Conference happening Wednesday, December 20th. Get your tickets. There's still a few days left to take advantage of our amazing early bird pricing. want to tell you that it will not be cheaper than it is right now. So take advantage of that deal. We'd love to see you there. And thank you to the event pros who have already made the leap. You know who you are. We've been shouting you out on our Instagram. But yeah, get your tickets. Early bird pricing ends on the spookiest day of the year, October 31st at 11.59 p.m. Pacific. Mary, was that enough spookiness for you? That was spooky. If you're not watching our video, Logan is doing things with her hands every time she says spooky. I don't I don't think I can say spooky without doing the hands as well. <laughs> yes, that's your good good nudge listener if you want to see what we look like on YouTube. Uh, we do make some funny hand gestures. But Mary, for a conversation starter, keeping with our spooky theme, what is your favorite Halloween candy? It's the Twizzlers. The Twizzler, the little Twizzlers. <laughs> package you know what i'm saying yeah you know you know those those are words i don't like full-size twizzlers very much but those little tiny fun size ones mm, they are different why are they different i don't know i feel like i don't know if it's they're thicker if they just taste better there's something about them yeah they're like a hybrid of the full size and the pull and peels the the strips that yeah yeah wow this is a new i'm like why why candy makers um, my favorite Halloween candy and probably just candy in general is Reese's. I love peanut butter. I can't do too much chocolate, so I usually don't eat that many of them because I get too much chocolate in my brain. Um, but I do love a good Reese's, the full size ones, because that's where you get more peanut butter. The little miniatures also good, but I think the chocolate to peanut butter ratio is a little too chocolatey for me. Is it Reese's or Reese's? Ah, uh, just curious oh gosh wow we're really we should do an entire episode on candy i guess we've got enough existential i don't know i call them reese's reese's i don't know i Who use knows? them interchangeably i think i call them reese's more often than reese's then it's, is it Re- reese's pieces that's reese's pieces <laughs> no it's reese's pieces i guess is what it's supposed to be reese's but i call okay. them reese's now, now it's, it's a whole debate you're not alone We've said the word too much. I can't say it again. It's it's now sounds like an, it's turned into the like where it's word. not really a word anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Mary, why don't you tell our listeners why we chose this topic? <laughs> All right. As we've identified, it is spooky season and we are talking entrepreneurial horror stories part two because we are going to talk through um, business and event stories from this last year or two and hopefully that you can learn from our horrors that we've experienced. We did a part one of this episode 
um, back in uh, on episode 28 in 2021. I looked at it. it has actually been a little bit of time since we've done this. And so I'm certain that we have a lot of stories to talk about since then. Um, so we'll go ahead and just get into it. We're going to go back and forth. This is going to be casual, but we're going to give you some tips and tricks, of course, along the way you can learn from our horrors. So let's just start with something that I think Logan, we both experience or have experienced. Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. I know it's been a little bit longer than you for me, but if we can go back to the very beginning and think about your first client that you've ever had when you started your business. Because that is scary. Honestly, exciting slash terrifying that someone is trusting you, that first client. Um, so think about your first client. Maybe tell us like how you felt about that. And then also your first negative piece of feedback. Ouch. Because that hurts. Oof. I feel like this is a hard one because I feel like my my, my fresher stuff, you, you just saying we hadn't talked about this since 2021. I was like, I have so many horror stories since 2021. Again, the beauty and curse of this industry is we're constantly learning. Um, I don't feel like my horror was so much, was there so much in my first client because it was my agency I used to work for. So I mm -hmm. already, a lot of the scariness that I experienced with working with new clients of like, oh, well, you know, how do they give feedback? How do they work? What's their processes? Like all of that stuff I already kind of knew. Um, so it was a little less horror, but, and I'm going to adjust my negative piece of feedback. I don't, I don't have anything that stands out, but I have my first person telling me my business was a bad idea, <laughs> which I feel like maybe I'll just say that's my negative piece of piece of feedback was at a luncheon with like a, it was a friend of a family friend of someone who just, they like knew I was in China, knew I was doing events. And I can't remember what exactly it was specifically, but the the impression it left on me was this person just telling me if I didn't want to build an agency and a big team and become like world renowned as this big event company, what was I doing? Like, what was the point? And ah, uh, Logan, like, and I kept being like, well, I just want to be able to pick and choose what I want to do. And, that you know, I'm still figuring out what, like how I'm running this whole event thing, but it's mainly just me. And I remember that person just be like, it's not going to work. You don't know what you're doing. And you know, you can't, you got to be just, you got to be an agency. You got to scale. And it was this, if you can't imagine, I guess my voice, I feel like I'm already doing it, but it was an older white gentleman who had a, you know, was a C-suite person at some big company that like clearly in his head, he knew exactly what it was. And I was just this young, in my twenties, you know, woman who's just figuring out what she's doing. And it was just this moment where I've, I had, I feel like I had a slight out of body experience where I started to experience like being like, oh, wow, they're really critiquing me to then all of a sudden like, I was above the table. There you go. Spooky, like a ghost. And just being like, oh, I don't have to. It was also a realization where I didn't have to listen to all the advice I get. Like I had to sit there and like listen to it, like hear it as I sat there. But like walking away from that conversation, I was like, that person's wrong. Like they're just, they they came in trying to give me all these like big business strategy ideas. And it was like, that's not exactly what I'm looking for. And this is this, this and that. And anyway, it was, it was liberating, I guess it was. It's frustrating in the moment, but liberating after to realize I don't have to take everybody's advice. Mary, how about you? Tell us a scary story or a, your spooky story for your first client or first negative feedback. Okay. <clears throat> Once upon a time, 
I started a business only three years ago, so it feels pretty fresh. Actually, I do think I, ignorance was bliss for me at the beginning, and so I don't know that the first client experience was that scary, especially because Logan, we did it together. Woo! That was like kind of like my one, my one and a half client, like my first and a half client. I was doing something else also at that time, but what I felt was like, wow, they're trusting me to do this. Wow, you know, <laughs> which I knew I I knew I had it in me. I know I had the skills, but it was just a moment of like, wow, this is cool. I'm getting paid for someone who thinks I can do this. Nice. But it is a little scary. The pressure was was there for me for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with what you said too. And then like negative pieces of feedback. I can't remember what my first one was in regards to my business or like when I started my business. I tend to wipe negative memories out of my brain, so I can't really remember it, but I have, I know that it has happened. Um, and I know that feeling, it's just like, it's like a gut punch. It's like, oh, because you take it personally because it's your business, you know, like it reflects on you. And so it hurts. I don't have a story for this one, but I know the feeling. And if you know the feeling and you're listening to this, you know what I mean? Well, one thing, Mary, I feel like is very important is that we're not letting our negative comments and feedback stick to us. I feel like that's my key takeaway from both of our stories. Um, but the next one that I feel like both of us have experienced that is very creepy and spooky is scope creep. My gosh, listeners, we have an entire episode that we'll link in the show notes about scope creep, the good, the bad, the ugly. I feel like as a business, this was, I feel like the hard lesson I had with scope creep was I love saying yes and I hate saying no. And something over the years as a business owner, I've gotten better at saying no and sticking to understanding that any energy I'm putting towards stuff that's outside my scope is could potentially actually be like taking away that energy from my actual scope versus me just saying no because I have the time. And I just try to think of a specific story with a client as a business. I feel like nothing has been spookier for me than scope creep in the moment. I don't usually often, I, when I was first starting my business, I didn't notice it was happening. And I would only have this realization later at the end of the year when I would actually take stock of how much time I spent on an event and how you talked about that gut punch, Mary, that gut feeling of like looking at how much I got paid for an event and then how much I over delivered on it and overworked it. And the per hour rate comes out to like $7.10. And it's very hard to not then have that realization impact as you look back fondly on this great event and all this great time you had of being like, wow, was it worth it? And sometimes in some of my events, it's totally worth it. And there's I go in eyes wide open with some of my sporting events that the rates are much lower than anything I would take at other events. And that's something I know. Um, but I definitely feel like I have that little like person on my shoulder telling me, you know, be careful, be careful when you let the scope start to creep because it's really hard to reel it back in. And I think that's something I feel like you and, you and I are both doing, Mary, this year. I've been a lot more stickler about like, this is our scope. This is out of scope. We can talk about how to add things to the scope, but we're not going to let it creep. <laughs> yeah. And it's so hard too. Like I've noticed that I sometimes when I've fallen into scope creep it's partly because I haven't pushed back but sometimes it's because my my scope wasn't clear enough from the beginning and I feel like that's on us like that's on me and that's what I've had to learn more recently too is to like 
Okay, well, now I know I need to ask that question when I'm creating a proposal. Never have had to ask it before, but now I do because I got burned in this situation because I wasn't crystal clear about what was going on. And so that's just something that you learn over time. And I think listeners, for tangible tips and tricks, if you are newer to this process, you'll learn it over time. But very specific things that I've had to ask lately are, what days do you actually need me on site? Because I was always assuming it would be event day. And it has turned into more than that. And that was where I'm getting super burnt. And so um, just little things like that, I would say, will be helpful going on. But yeah, scope creep is creepy for sure. And and it's easier said than done. Like I will say I'm celebrating – now I'm getting to the point where I lose track. I guess seven years in business for October and I still have to deal with this because anytime you have a new client or even if it's an old client but it's a new event or it's a new person you're dealing with at the same company, like scope creep can happen. So just listeners – be on the lookout for it. Hey there, friend. Are you wondering how you can get more awesome content from Mary and I and the Better Events podcast community? Or maybe you've been loving what we talk about with community over competition and you really want to figure out how you can connect with other event pros. Well, Mary and I are going to be hosting the Better Events conference in December this year, December 20th. And we're so excited because we launched our early bird ticket sales and you can take advantage of this special pricing all the way up through the end of this month in October hurry, run, don't walk. We've got a really cool general admission offer, but we also then have a fun friend of the pod VIP offer that just involves a little more higher touch experience with Mary and I, but we've got something for you. We even have student tickets. If you are someone who is currently studying and looking to maybe invest a little less, but still want to join us, we've got a ticket for you. Again, we're just so excited if you can't hear it in my voice or see it on my video on our YouTube. I, I This has been so exciting to put this together and start to see people already purchasing tickets, investing in themselves, because we are going to have a magical day on Wednesday, December 20th, where we all are going to get to meet each other, connect with each other, and all learn about how we can create and host better events in 2024 so that you can make next year the best year ever. So click the link in our show notes, go over to our social media, our Instagram's probably our most active get your tickets. We cannot wait to meet you. And I feel like our next horror story, Mary, do you want to take our next one that we've both experienced? Sure. So just from an entrepreneurial mindset, just the ebb and flow of business and busy seasons, scarcity mindset, all those things wrapped into one. Um, Logan, I'm not sure about you, but for me, like December, January's are like pretty slow. And so now I've, you know, I'm only in year three, so I'm still trying to figure out the cadence and the like and what happens every year. But I've started to notice, okay, every January I have this moment where I'm like, crap, what's going on this year? Do I have stuff booked? Is it like I start getting nervous? Um, but then it always it always happens, you know, it always just works out and it's gonna be okay. But there is that moment of scarcity mindset. Um because you're trying to, you know, you're trying to sustain and maintain your business. So it's terrifying to have these lulls. Um, but Logan, you've been doing this longer than me. So what would you say about this? I mean, I immediately, the biggest entrepreneurial, I feel like horror ghost story that we all tell and keeps us up at night is the B word of burnout. And this is something that I personally experienced back in October, 2021. And I I don't think I talked about it in our horror stories episode, but if I did, it's still worth repeating. I like I was burnout 
And so Mary, to your point about ebb and flow, I have been then since 2021 trying to find the secret sauce amount of work that I can take on and enjoy because how you know you're burnout, it might look different to everyone listeners. But to me, it was me waking up realizing I didn't like what I was doing. And I had enough foresight to be like, no, but I objectively like what I'm doing. But on a day-to-day basis, I'm not happy. And then it didn't take a rocket science to like look back and look at my year and be like, yeah, you haven't really had any breaks. <laughs> it was October. <laughs> I hadn't had any breaks the rest of the whole year. And I'd put some time off for December, but like December was kind of like day late and a dollar short. And I had to then just kind of muscle through the next six weeks. And it was like, it was not fun to experience. I didn't think it was fair to my clients. I don't know if you asked any of them that if they would notice that I was burnout. I think Mary, you probably got to experience it because you got to deal with me on a daily basis that I just, I wasn't feeling as inspired. <laughs> like, you know, you're not as creative about things. And so for me, that horror story is always in my head of I don't want to feel that way. And yet, to your point about the ebb and flow, I have not cracked the code yet because I think it's different for everybody to your like Mary, I feel that too of I block off time to recharge. Right now I've been trying to do like something in June or July, taking some time off. And the last two years, I've always had kind of a little bit of a panic of, oh dang, like I should have booked something. Like, where's my cash flow coming from? Or, you know. Am I am I being too protective of my time? And now people aren't going to call me because it is so the work we do can be so seasonal or it can just feel seasonal. Sometimes it's all in our perception of it all. Like it's not really like there's no work out there. It's just maybe this is the time of year also when I took time off is when other people took time off. So it's not like my email was full with people asking me to work in a couple months. They also were taking time off. The scarcity mindset is real. Trying to avoid burnout is also very real and figuring out like the system, the cadence, the number of events you can take on at one time or total or, you know, how your year is structured. Like, unfortunately, no matter if you're independent or in-house, like that is up to you. As an independent, you can kind of control it more than you probably can if you're an in-house planner. But that that burnout season still haunts me, I will say. <laughs> I think that's so true. And I do remember that happening, you know, and yeah, it's, it's a constant ebb and flow. Like we said, it's hard. It's definitely challenging sometimes. So that's a horror story for business. Absolutely. Um, and then going into some others, I'm thinking through some, ex- some that I've experienced and Logan, I'd love to hear some other specific ones that you've experienced. Um, I talked with Logan about this recently, but to me, an entrepreneurial horror story or moment is like, figuring out your services. And so when you provide like the same level of service to two different clients and they have completely different reactions to those level of service, one thinks it's great and the other thinks it's not enough. And so that is something I've been going through recently and has been really, really challenging. And I've just had to like continue to remind myself that like no matter how much like hard work we put into it, we can't please everyone all the time. And that is really, really hard for me to accept because I'm a people pleaser and I bring that into business. Um, but I think that this is important. It's a business thing. I think a lot of us do experience Logan. I don't know if you've experienced it. I'm actually curious, but this was one that I was not expecting to experience. So it's been a little spooky. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's real for everybody. It's the realization also that you're not everybody's cup of tea. Like you said, there's no rhyme or reason why two different people that you provide, you know, provide the same service to at the same level wouldn't then have, I mean, 
And like Matt, my math brain would be like, then obviously equals C, A plus B equals C. And it's not because so much of what we do is also open to perception and, you know, a level of hand holding to one that feels high touch and really boutique might feel inadequate to somebody else because they're used to something else. So yeah, I feel like I took, I guess you have moments of that that are probably going to make it feel like a horror story, but I'm like, it's a good realization when you can get there of like, you're not going to please everybody. You're also not everyone's going to love you. And that's just like, you might not be able to figure out why one of your clients, no matter what you do, thinks you're the best. And that's a great feeling. But like, then that's like, it's like the, the pendulum's got to swing the other way too. Then some other people, you're going to run into some people who are just like, nope, that's not for me. Just like I've met other planners that I go, that's not my style. That's not, means they're a bad planner. They're just not, that's not how I do things. Um, and we both could achieve the same result, but just in very different methods. So I validate your story, Mary, because I think it is real. It's weird to experience, especially close. If those were like close back to back. Happening at the same uh, time, actually. Or at the same time. <laughs> yes, that is very spooky. Thank you. Yes. For me, uh, another entrepreneurial horror story from this year was about payments. Listeners, I feel like we've talked about this. I love what I do. I love getting paid. I hate the process of chasing people for payments. And this spring, I had what on paper was a really great gig where I was getting flown all over the place. I got to go to all these different cities and it was so much fun. And the people I worked with were fun. But the behind the scenes admin part was really messy, like really slow to reimburse. It was a project. I haven't done that many projects now that have been so like, high expenses for, you know, a, a moderate amount of income. Usually it's like my time, which technically doesn't cost me anything apart from my hours. But this was like flights, Ubers, deposits at hotels sometimes, food, and back-to-back -back kind of in back-to-back -back weeks where the client had some really slow, inconvenient admin processes that they admit they messed up on their end, but they didn't necessarily like back pay us for the amount of things it just kind of snowballed and all of a sudden I was getting reimbursed several thousands of dollars like six to eight weeks later and it's stuff that I'd put on you know you use credit cards and things like that and it was just this I felt like a weight on my shoulders dealing with this because I was going I'm working my butt off I am working a lot but I because this person is slow to reimburse I feel like I'm not really financially there and it was something I've had to take to my score mentors and I still don't think I've solved I think I've learned I have to be more conservative and keep more cash on hand as a business, which I don't love doing because that means I pay myself a little less and have to be a little more conservative with certain things. But it was just this, like there was no solve for me apart from either don't work with that client again, I've got, or like save more money, have more money in my business next time I want to work with them. Or option three that I've started to do with some people is just be very explicit about late fees. Because so many clients come to me and I sign their contract and their contract never does. It says, hey, we'll pay you in 30 days. But it usually doesn't have a, if we don't do that, here's what happens. And so I've started to have an addendum or an add-on that I will put with my contract or their contract that I now make them initial. <laughs> I put an initial now in my DocuSign that they have to initial next to my late payment terms because it was such a big issue that I'm so happy I was only one person. But I did get myself in a situation where I was short on cash to pay my contractors for a different event. Cause then that person was late for something. And I ended up like tapping into some reserves I have for how I pay my taxes just to pay people. Cause I was like, I don't want to continue the problem where someone's late paying me. Now I'm late paying my people. Like you can't be late with rent. 
And eventually, you know, I got caught up on people paid me back and all this stuff and it was fine. But in the moment as a business owner, it was like two months of sweating about something that I don't enjoy having to worry about, nor was it something necessarily in my control. And I feel like nothing embodies more of a horror story than that. <laughs> Honestly, yes. I I mean, I, I loved the story, but I didn't love it, if you know what I mean. Like, I appreciate you <laughs> sharing that for sure. I'm feeling lots of spooky feelings inside. I don't know about you, <laughs> but we have a few minutes left and we can share maybe just a couple more. Um, for me, from the entrepreneurial you know, mindset again, is having a team. So having an employee is some things that maybe you listening to this are dealing with or looking for as well. And it is scary to commit to provide for your employees. And sometimes that has to happen without having like a full year of business booked, right? So it, it, sometimes it's a little bit of a leap of faith, assuming that things are projected to go as they have been, right? That's certainly the hope. But like, what if they don't? That's just a little scary because we got to provide for somebody else. Um, but it's a risk, you know, for me, that's absolutely worth taking and I'm happy to do it. But it's spooky. So I think I can't not say something about that in this conversation. So very spooky. So spooky. I have not, I have not, you know, tried that at all, but I commend you, Mary, spooky. for <laughs> going under the endeavor. Um, yeah, for me, another one I think is just, I mean, it's an event context is when I'm thinking of this example, but um, I feel like a horror story for me is just anytime I've done something wrong or something goes wrong in an event and it was my fault. Now, this doesn't happen that often, tooting my own horn here, but I, hopefully this thing doesn't happen to you that often. Uh, but when it does, boy, <laughs> it hurts a lot. And the most recent example I, I'm having come to mind has where I, something went out, where was I? I sent somebody out, I was working one of my sporting events and I sent one athlete out before the other. And in, in our, in our flow, it's usually very important for who, the, the order that people get sent out in because we have specific graphics that go on the screen, things, certain things happen. Like it's not just, you know, oh, person A versus person B. Anyway, I sent them wrong. I sent them in the flip-flopped order and we had plenty of time. We'd had like 10 minutes where I could have put them in the right order. And I just forgot. And in the moment I send them, they send them in the wrong order. They go out there and immediately my producer on headset is going, why are they in the wrong order? And I can just feel my stomach, like my heart went to my, went to my butt. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I'm like sitting there like, I had time. And I just literally, she said, she asked it one more time real quick was just, why are they, why are they in the wrong order? Why are they in the wrong order? And I just said, Hey, it's Logan. I messed it up. I put them in the wrong order. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. And it was like, it diffused it. She moved forward. We like it was a blip in the larger multi-week event that we were doing. No one remembers it except I do because it was a moment where I could feel all of my blood rush from my face. But it was also a moment where if I'd said nothing or uh, odd or kind of tried to make an excuse of some form, I think it could have turned into something bigger versus I just, it was, and it was, it was a genuine mistake where I just put them in the wrong order and the world didn't end. Nothing was wrong you know, in that kind of scale of it. But it was just one of those where I like took that in the moment. I was like, good job, Logan. You just owned it. Just own that you made a mistake. 
you owned it and and it was okay and my like the person i one of the people i was working with came up like they're like you're fine because i was like later in the day i was still thinking about it being like i can't believe i messed up one of the 10 things i was doing today and they're like no what we've you've done nine correct since then you're fine and i was like okay but still i still think of it and i've that's something i'm working on personally is to still let it go but just admit when you're wrong because or if you make the mistake, admit it and start problem solving and figuring out what you do later. I think I double checked the people's order all day like five times then just to make up for it. But yeah, I hate it when things go wrong and it's your fault. My stomach dropped for you. I was like, oh, ouch. Yeah. You know uh, that that's feeling. The kind of I don't know where any blood is in my body. It's all in my feet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is a horror story. Certainly. And we have so many more that we could share, but we are almost at our time for today. So listeners, reach out to us. Tell us what your entrepreneurial or event horror stories are. Let us know that we're not alone. (laughs) And yes, please let us know. And we hope you have a wonderful spooky season. Logan now has our bonus tip for today. My bonus tip is about travel. Thank you, Mary, for some inspiration for me because I've been on the road a bunch this fall. But one of my favorite hacks is or one of the things you might know about me, I do. I love snacks. If I've got my snacks, I'm usually happy. And so some of my events have been international where I might be picking up, I don't know what I'm going to get while I'm there, maybe some gifts for friends, or I might be getting the uniform I'm wearing for the event. And my hack is if you pack snacks for the trip, like to eat once you're there, you then will have space in your suitcase coming back for whatever you've acquired while you've been there. It sounds simple, but I've definitely, Mary's mind is blown. I've said this to a couple people and they are crazy. Um, And I did that for this trip that I have to Chile this fall. I'm there for six weeks. I packed a large portion of my suitcase was, and when I say snacks, it can be everything from like your favorite candy to I do like liquid IV for hydration. I mean, anything, just consumables. And then it gives you space for your dirty clothes or souvenirs or things you're going to get for work on the way back. Pack your snacks. What a great tip. Now pack your snacks and eat your snacks because sometimes I don't eat them and then I still have to bring them back and then that's just the whole thing. So eat your snacks. Yeah. (laughs) Eat them or gift them to somebody. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Great bonus tip. Thank you so much, Logan. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. We are excited to see you next week. But in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and LinkedIn at Better Events Pod. You can email us at bettereventspod at gmail.com. Visit our website at bettereventspod.com. And be sure to do that. Check out more about the conference. And then you can also connect with us on LinkedIn directly as well. And thank you for listening. We will be back with you again next Wednesday. Mm -hmm.